Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from the Relaxation Lounge. And as you know, I love coming on here and interviewing people that have techniques or ideas to help you lower your stress. And today I've got Crystal Holm, and she is the founder of the Design Life Studio and the creator of the Design Life Method. She's a feng shui designer and a clutter expert who helps soul-driven leaders declutter and design workspaces that empower them to create the life and business that they want. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Great. So, you know, everybody's always got the story of how they come to do what they're doing. So I'd like to hear yours. Well, I, you know, I, I kind of always was that kid that was playing with my Barbie dream house and decorating. I always rearranged my room all the time. And it was just sort of my thing. Like decorating was just sort of my, I think it runs in my family, actually, (laughs) to be honest. As a teenager, I was the girl that ever, you know, my friends would all call and come help me paint my room and let's rearrange. And when I went to college, I, I decided to go to school to become an interior designer. It just sort of made sense to me. For some reason, it took me, you know, about six months to make that decision. But I went to school to become an interior designer. And it was actually while I was in school to be an interior designer that I was sort of introduced to feng shui. It was in my psychology class, actually. I had to write a paper on a psychology paper on something related to my field of study. And feng shui had been popularized in the United States for about five or six years at that time. This was, you know, way back. (laughs) And so I had heard about it, but I didn't really know all that much about it. So I chose to write my paper on the psychology of your space and and feng shui and and what all of that is about. And in the course of sort of learning about feng shui, it made a lot of sense to me. Energy and magic (laughs) was was sort of a side passion of mine, right? From the time I was a very young child, I grew up in an abusive home and I was fortunate enough to have a step-parent that kind of introduced me to that idea of manifesting a different life by just getting into alignment with it energetically to make that happen. And so when I came across feng shui, it sort of, it spoke to that part of me. And so I was very interested and I started just sort of applying it to my life. I didn't really feel like I knew anything more about it at the end of writing that paper than I did at the beginning. I was thoroughly confused about how it actually worked. And so I started applying it to my life and seeing if I could figure it out. And fast forward a few years, I'd finished school. I was well into my career as an interior designer. I had moved to Hawaii, started my dream job working in a very high-end residential design firm with international clients. And, and the first project they gave to me, it was a project that was really just needing the client to sign off on and say, yes, this was a go. And the client sent the project back saying, 
they were they were from China and they were familiar with feng shui. And they sent it back saying the feng shui was all wrong and it needed to be changed. And so my boss, my brand new boss, literally pulled the whole design team together and said, who knows anything about feng shui and who can help fix it? And I was the only person to raise my hand and volunteer and say, I knew something about feng shui. <laughs> and quite honestly, I have to say my imposter syndrome <laughs> reared its ugly head in a big way because I had no idea. Like I still wasn't confident that I really knew what I was doing. And I had no idea if the client knew more than I did about feng shui. Like I was just, and I took on the project and I really truly fell in love with the process of merging the feng shui and the energetic alignment of the space with the design and really hiding all of it in plain sight and making it a beautiful design that really reflected the person who was going to be living in that space on all levels, right? Energetically and aesthetically. I, after I finished that project, I really was on fire to, to learn more and to really dig into the bottom of it because I was still not sure that I knew anything at all about feng shui. And so I found a school that taught traditional Chinese feng shui. And I started studying. I started taking on clients. That was sort of the rest is history. Eventually I started my own business, went off into <laughs> becoming a, a fun, you know, an expert um, that really helps people to design and to declutter and design their space. Well, congratulations to you. And we're lucky to have you here today. Thank you. So today we're going to talk a little bit about designing the life you want. So how do we design the life that we want? How do we reduce that stress in our world? Well, you really have to eliminate the stress. Like you have to be intentional about creating a space around you that is a sort of a stress-free environment, right? You want to create a space that you love and that reflects the life that you want, right? A, a lot of people tend to think that your space is a, like you are a reflection of your space somehow. But the truth is that your space is just a reflection of you and what you believe. And so when we create a space that reflects what we want to believe, right, that's sort of how manifestation happens and how you create a space that allows you to feel the way you want to feel. Now, for me, um, to say I'm feeling really stressed out, what are the tips that you can provide to make a change in my environment? Because, I mean, environment is very important. It's where we are. Right. <laughs> we look at it's what we smell. It's what we feel. So what are some of the tips that you can recommend the audience that they can do just to help them in their own environment, especially now that we're, you know, in and out of lockdowns? So we are spending more and more time at home or in our offices. Right. And therefore, our space is even more likely to reflect that inner turmoil that's going on. So if your space is making you feel stressed out, the truth is the space is reflecting the stress that you're already feeling on the inside. And so my biggest tip is to make changes to your space. Start with decluttering the space around you. And clutter is more than just garbage. 
Clutter can be any number of things, right? It can be perfectly good working items that are trash to you, but would be good for someone else, right? We have to declutter that space. We have to declutter the physical, the mental, and the emotional clutter that is creating that stress in the first place so that we can get energetically into alignment with the flow of energy in our home. Now, do you have any tips for decluttering our space? (laughs) Um, I do. I actually have my own five-step method that I have created over uh, my whole lifetime. (laughs) Let's be honest, my whole lifetime. But I've really honed it in, you know, and in working with clients. And it sort of is a a five-step process. You really have to, you have to get in, create this connection with your space and really build a relationship with it and start looking at what is, what is my clutter? Like, what is clutter? Where is it? What is the relationship with it? And, and going through that sort of process. Okay. Can you go through the five steps with us at all? Oh, sure. First, you have to discover your clutter, like I say. Um, And then you have to diagnose what, like, what is the clutter? What, what is, what is the story that it's telling you? so that you can disconnect from that story um, and dissolve that relationship so that you can donate the clutter and finally release that energetic connection so that you don't just continue to repeat the process. (laughs) Oh, what frequently happens is people just go on a mad purge, right? And they just throw everything out, right? And it's a one, two process. Here's my clutter. Here's getting rid of it. Right. And they skip three, four and five, or excuse me, two, three and four, which is the diagnose, disconnect and dissolve process to be able to release that connection. Yeah, it's very powerful because I know for myself right now, I've got a lot of uh, just before COVID hit, um, I had some stuff in storage that was from my mom's house. And there's a boxes I haven't opened in, I don't know, probably 10 years. So I don't even know what's in them, but they're very bulky. <laughs> yes. And, and energetically, it's a weight, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weight. And I'm, yeah, just talking to you, it's, I'm not sure if I'm ready to let it go quite yet. It's all well, my not everything is things. clutter. Yeah. Not everything is clutter. And most of the time, that's where people get stuck. They're not ready to face it. Like you say, it's your childhood things. And I think we all have trauma from our childhood. Some of us have have bigger traumas than others, but you know, trauma occurs in very simple situations, in loving families, in loving homes. But we all have these these traumatic experiences and thoughts and beliefs that we carry from our childhood. And so when we're not ready to face them, that is that is why people get stuck and refuse to go through those steps two, three, and four, because they don't, they just can't energetically do it. And so therefore it continues to act as an anchor and weigh them down and not let them move forward into the future. Where do you keep your clutter? In another room. (laughs) And it's funny because now that I'm thinking of it, I also have this giant, giant suitcase that probably weighs a thousand pounds with books in it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I've had so many opportunities and it's on wheels. It's boom, but a boom. And I just, it's not stuff I read. I don't know why I can't let it go. It's just. It's because of the story. It's whatever that story is that it's trying to tell you. You're not ready to hear it yet. Yeah. 
it's just, that's, that's what it is. And that's what most of us go through. And so most of us end up either holding on to it forever and letting it continue to weigh us down, or we go the opposite direction and we throw it all away and we never face it at all. And then we just recreate it over and over and over again. And that's how you end up with hoarder situations because of the mental health that, that it is a reflection of it's a, it's, is a reflection of our state of our mental health. And so when they, when they've skipped those steps or when those steps have been taken away from them, right? Like, like in even that show, that hoarder show, they come in and they're like, all of this is clutter, throw it all away. It, that's a very brutal um, attack on that person. It's, it's an assault and, and it doesn't allow them the opportunity to go through steps two, three, and four. And those are the most important steps to, to get to the other side where you're truly decluttering like your mindset, which is what I call it. Decluttering your mindset um, is what I call this method. Well, and it's very powerful because I never even thought of it because for some reason I have this book problem and I don't know why. <laughs> and you know what? I never thought of it, but seriously, like, yes, if you don't change your mindset, because it's not the first time I've gotten rid of tons of books like that. <laughs> no, and you just keep recreating the tons of book things. It's because you keep steps mm. two, three, and four. You go yeah. from step one to step five and you keep skipping over two, three, and four. And that is where the magic happens is when we really dive into the steps two, three, and four and declutter what that story is, declutter the mindset part of, of, of the clutter, then you won't keep repeating that pattern anymore. Wow, that's really powerful. Right, that's my favorite part of working with my clients is really taking them through this on a very, very, very deep level because it is so magical. And yeah, just to come back to the book thing, the one time, <laughs> the one time I moved, I must have taken like, I don't know, I can't remember, it was two or three truckloads that I donated to the library. <laughs> And I've here, been there. I, here I am again. And it's not stuff I want to keep though. Like I do have my books that I keep and that I use all the time. It's just books. <laughs> books are always a fun thing to talk about because there's so much tied in with books, not just from a clutter standpoint, not, not just from, from the psychological standpoint, but also from the feng shui side of things, from an energetic standpoint, books are super fun to talk about because books are specifically wood energy, right? Paper is wood. But in feng shui, wood energy, it has to be alive for it to have an influence. Well, not to have an influence, that's not quite right. But to be alive energy, right? There's a big, big difference. And so when it comes to books and paper, it's dead wood energy. And so it's, it's like the weight of dead weight. You've heard that expression, dead weight. And because of literally the weight of a dead body weighs more than a live one because there's no muscle movement, right? But wood is, or paper is dead weight when it comes to wood energy, because it's a, it's the dead product. It's no longer a living plant. And so you have this literal dead weight energy in paper. When I, when I tell people to start decluttering, the first thing I tell them to start with is always the paper. <laughs> Oh, it's paper because it's it's the one that will keep you the most stuck and 
you will see the most immediate result from changing it, right? Decluttering paper will show, give you the biggest like win, right? Your immediate quick win. You'll feel it in your body. You'll feel it in your space. Um, and you'll feel it in your thoughts. Even if you've been stuck in something, whatever that might be, right? What do I do next? How do I write this email? What do I take on a partner? Whatever your business, like if you're stuck, um, yeah, this is, uh, that will shift and you will notice it right away when you start shifting the energy, the dead energy in your space, specifically around paper and especially books, books and knowledge and all of those dots that get connected in there. Um, yes, books are incredible to, to deal with when it comes to decluttering. Wow, I just never thought of it like that. Nobody <laughs> does. <laughs> As they have a paper issue and I, I have a feeling I know exactly where that's coming from, but <laughs> I just never associated the two. Right. It's interesting. Right. Cause it's not something that we're taught. It's no. just, it's a, it's the secret language of, you know, like energy and the flow and your relationship with your space. Right. Because it, it's an extension of your energetic frequency. Your space is so. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap it up here now. Are there <laughs> any last words that you'd like to share with the audience today? Declutter your space. <laughs> like for real, it, it will change your life and that will reduce the stress in, in your space, in your life. It, it is literally a life-changing self-care act of self-care. Decluttering your space is, is an act of love and an act of self-care. Okay. Now, do you have anything for the audience today? I do. I actually have a free download of the Declutter Your Mindset Method. Lovely. Uh, thanks. And they can get it at declutteryourmindset.com. Declutteryourmindset.com. If I can spit out the words, declutteryourmindset.com. And they can download it there for free and get themselves started in the process of, of understanding the right way to declutter so that it has a long-term lasting impact. Now, do you work with people online or is it um, geographically? No, my work is all online. Um, so I work with entrepreneurs and work from home employees, even all over the world, nice. um, being able to meet just like this, the power of the internet. Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was thank you. Very mind opening, actually. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I am so glad. So to our audience, I'll be putting her information everywhere this is posted. And if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out, take that download and start decluttering your life today. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.